this is Paul. Hi, this is Chris. A little reversal that time. Yeah. Welcome to CP time. Yeah. How you Would doing? it be PC time this time? Yeah, so PC time. PC time. PC. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Chris time. What do you want to talk about today? Um, I don't know. It's been, uh, it's been crazy times, obviously. Um, I've been thinking about my art a lot, and I found myself to be much more expressive now. I don't know what's going on, but it used to be really hard at times to be creative as a musician. For me specifically, like writing music. Yeah. And now it's just pouring out of me. I think I know why. It's pouring out of me. Like, all of a sudden I'll start playing something and I'm like, oh, that's a song. Let me write that down. It's pouring out of me now. I don't understand. I think it's because of the changing times. But I also think there's less, like, barriers in our way right now. School was kind of a, like... It was bizarre. You know, it was virtual online. We weren't getting up and going. We weren't doing all of that. Right. It ended early. It, you know, everything was kind of less, less stressful along the lines of that. Also, you're not leaving to go to gigs all the time. So you actually, I think there's like less, just less stress in our lives, which is clearing the cobwebs, cobwebs a little bit. You know, I think that's a good thing. I, I mean, I'm feeling creative in a whole new way, too, that I never thought I would feel. Well, usually, and you know me, I'm such a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us who are artists are perfectionists. You can't, you can't be an artist and, be a perfection, and not be a perfectionist because we all work on our craft so much. We, when we're learning to do what we do, you learn to really nitpick. Yeah. And really zoom in on things. Like, for instance... In my experience as a musician, you play scales over and over and over again. You zoom in on your little mistakes and yeah. you drill it over and over again. You 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 play through chords. You you know you work on things over and like an athlete. Do you think do you think like accountants do that? They're like math. I don't like know. Adding. No, it's a different. I think it's a different. No, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to have our accountant on as a guest for one of or these. Or like, I mean, I think most people. I think if you love what you do. It's it's you, e- it's yeah. easy to immerse yourself in it, but I think we work with such minutia and and tweaking, and that it's we're, we're, we are perfectionists, visual artists, uh, musicians, dancers, actors. I don't think I don't think all artists are perfectionists. I think we, we you know, we kind of mentioned this in our last podcast, but you you, you should work. You should rehearse and practice with intention to do it the best you can, but then you let go to play. Okay, well then I take that back. We 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 learn to really be critical. We learn to scan things with a super critical eye. Yeah. Especially your own thing and when you're developing. And I found writing music in the past for me <clears throat> has always been a chore and something I've always put off because I've wanted it to be perfect. Yeah. I've always wanted it to be a, a certain way, and I, I couldn't do it unless it was going to be perfect or, or at a certain level in my head. And now it's just pouring out of me, without judgment. That's that's an amazing thing. And I honestly, you know, there are so many people that I know are, really suffering through this pandemic. And I, I I am frustrated 
uh, FYI about Pennsylvania's unemployment. I am going to put that out there on this podcast. Get it together, PA. I applied in March, still haven't heard anything. But I will say we're very fortunate because we're okay for now. You know, we're okay. But there's a lot of people that the pandemic really hit so hard. But for us, it did kind of free up a new thing that we hadn't time. We never had time. Like, ever. We both work like three jobs. You know, we both teach. Paul teaches at multiple places. You know, running to rehearsal, running to a show, running to a gig. Um, This, in the almost 20 years we've been together, was the first time we had really free creative time. Yeah, but you're right. You're totally right. I just want to say... Every artist on the planet has had free creative time now. No, I'm just talking about us. Yes, but it's, but it's been a different... It's, it's really a great pause. Yes. I've heard somebody refer to it as a great pause. A great pause, pause yeah. And unfortunately, it might go until next year. It, you know, it might go till June of next year. I know, and I'm It might trying... be over a year. Remember that year where we didn't have right. any concerts? I am any... trying to stay positive, though. I'm trying to find the pause as a... As... Even though it it is incredibly exhausting. Well, we've both been <laughs> really busy. Yeah. Immediately, it was like, let's do this podcast. Let me get my YouTube channel up and going. It's been okay. Let me write music. Right. And um, be yeah, creative. It's been it's get the creative juices that I've been putting off. Right. In gear. I think it's I think it's important for people to. To, to remember that to remember that it is it is sort of a reset button and you get a chance to do things that you don't normally have the brain power or the time to do but i'm astonished at i'm astonished at the output that i've been able to do dur- during quarantine and how Accepting I've been of whatever comes out of me, writing-wise, playing-wise, it's been interesting. One thing that I haven't really done that I would like to do with you during this, the great pause, we've talked about a little bit, but I would love to do more driving in the area and exploring the area. Like, there's parts of our neighborhood that I've never seen and being safe, obviously, you don't get out of the car, social distance, all that. But I've been, like, kind of yearning to drive around our our area and see it together and, like, explore new neighborhoods and stuff. And we sort of did that the day we dropped off the gifts for the eighth graders. Like, that was kind of Oh, cool. you mean the city. When you said our neighborhood, I thought you want to drive around Green Tree? No, I mean... I mean the whole area. Oh, okay. Like the city, the, city, the neighboring the city. suburbs. Okay. I saw parts of Pittsburgh that I have never seen. When we so this was a couple weeks ago, we drove around when school was done to deliver little gifts to my students, and I was like, "Wow, I've never been to this part of Pittsburgh." I'm kind of yearning to do that with the little bit of time that we have. Do you remember when you got your first? Your first car or your driver's license? Yeah. I'll never forget it. I was older. I was like, gosh, I was 22, I think, when I got my driver's license in my first car. Um, 
I used to just get in my car and just drive around the city. I didn't do, I that, used to do that here. I, I didn't used to do, do that, that in Pittsburgh because I was 16 when I got my license. I just used it for like little things. But when the summer that I worked up in Somerset, Pennsylvania, when I worked at the Mountain Playhouse. Oh my gosh, you could really, I you drove, could get lost out there. Yeah, I did. And this was before GPS. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You could oh totally my God. get lost. You know how I always say, that's funny. You know how I always say that um, I remember things by sight, mm-hmm. like landmarks. Mm-hmm. I would drive around Somerset, all those little towns. And you and had a good sense of direction? Because I would go, um, I would literally like look at specific trees or fences or whatever. And I'd be like, okay. And I'd like make up a song. I'm like, I turn left at the fence you know and i'd remember it Uh but there was no gps back then nothing you know you really had to like remember where which direction you were going yeah um so i did that when i was yeah in my in my 20s when i worked at the mountain playhouse but i want to do that now i want to like go and drive and see more of the city and the suburbs that i never have time to see that's interesting i think I think I've done it more than you, partially because of work. Yeah, um, probably. I have to drive everywhere for gigs. Yeah. Everywhere. I've been to, first of all, I've probably played at every country club in the county. I'm sure you have, more than once. Um, But you you have to you have to look at directions. Oh, yeah. I, I remember, remember when you I had to write it out? No, I remember, well, I remember really MapQuest being a big thing. Like, map quest Let, let's map quest these directions for for a good when did when did the iphone come out like early like what oh six oh seven something like that i, I remember that i remember the 20 years of going to map quest actually I, I remember a gig that i did um with billy price where we did a bunch of dates down in Virginia, North Carolina. I remember that was pre MapQuest. That was like what I, that's what I wanted right, to say. I yeah. wanted to say when you had to hand write, you called someone for directions. Yes, and and you, they you would transcribe it, and they would literally say, "Okay, turn get on, left, get on three seventy six. You're gonna go fifteen miles, yes. and they wrote until it down. you see the the Shell station." Yes, when I lived in California. Yeah. And I, I mean, there was no GPS and I decided I was going to drive from yeah. Northern California down to San Simeon to see the Hearst Castle. Yes. I, I knew it was a fairly straight shot, yes. you know, mostly Route 1, but I had things like, like that. I had to ask people and they're like, when you see the Shell Station, yeah, you turn and oh, you yeah. would keep folding no. the directions down because you got that much done. And you oh, kept, I never did that. Oh, you had to. Because That's you were driving funny. by yourself and you're like, oh yeah, I did that part. And I'd fold it down and make it small. I didn't do that. I do remember, I definitely remember. And it always helped to have a passenger because they were the direction person. Which is what our relationship is. Oh, totally. You, who makes the better direction person in this relationship? Oh, it's me for sure. Who makes the better instinctive decisions in this relationship? <laughs> like we should go this way. Uh, we should do this. Sure. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. You are very, like, if we well, have to get somewhere. I'm, I'm very specific. Yes. Left brain. Yes. Read the directions. Analytical. And then I could be like, I'll be your, like, wait a minute. But if we go down this road, there's a cafe that looks delicious. Yes. You're you're definitely more street smart and I'm more book smart. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. 100%. Also, this is ironic for someone who loves being as, like, 
meticulous as you, you hate planning for vacations. You're like a toddler who's being picked up and put to a nap. Your body goes limp when I'm like, okay, let's sit down and map out what we want to do in Paris. You're like a toddler and your I've body never, goes limp. Because like, I like no. to just, I just like to go with the flow. No, you don't. This, you're so, you're, you're, you've just contradicted yourself so badly. You just don't like sitting down and like doing homework. Yeah. Who does? I do because the payoff is huge. I, I was just talking to our neighbor about Bruges. She said, did you watch that movie? The chocolate movie? I said, yeah, it was very sweet. The chocolate. Uh, yeah, the Hallmark, Hallmark movie. Hallmark movie. It was sweet. I mean, you know, it's a Hallmark movie. Anyway, she said, I thought it would remind you of your trip. And I said, it absolutely did. And I go, to be honest, that trip, I did all this research about Bruges. And I, I strong-armed you into going to Bruges the did very you, first day we arrived in did Belgium. You, did you find that brewery, the, the Half Moon Brewery that we went to? Did you do research about that? I did research about the whole town of Bruges. Like, but the we famous chocolate shops. So we had to, I don't remember having <laughs> destinations when we went to Bruges. When we, when we got to Bruges, I remember us getting into Market Square no, I had done all that. And about... and then sitting down at a cafe somewhere. I remember us going, we have to have French fries. I had done all that, sweetie. And then you wanted to go up the tower. Right. And then but we what just... else? What else did you plan? I had, I, when I had. We were basically just walking around. Bruges. When I had researched it, I had like found out about the things to do, the main sites. That's when we um, had taken the pedicab from the. I'd, you I'd, researched the pedicab? Yes, that oh, the pedicab. Yeah. Pedicab, uh, what's the, a rickshaw. That's what other people call it. Yeah. Not a pedicab. It was I mean, like, yeah, it was yeah, like rickshaw. a, he had a, like a moped. But like, I did all that research and I knew like the sites we needed to see, how we saw them or when we saw them. But I strong armed you. I was like, we're going the first day to um, Bruges. We just arrived in Belgium and you're like, no, this is ridiculous. I'm like, we're going to do it because I know it's going to be a destination we're going to want to return to. And sure enough, we bookended our trip in Bruges. What would I do without you? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so. So. Nice take, little trip to Belgium there. Yeah. I like that. I like that we compliment each other. Yin yang. Well, you can make the plans, and then I'll just do whatever no! you make the plans for. See, that is such a lazy man thing. That's so lazy man. Yeah, but there's something really awesome, and now that it's summer, right? Right. Um, there's something really awesome about waking up and and being like, so what am I going to do today? No, that's amazing. I'm just talking about foreign travels, that you have to plan for foreign travels. You have to make that extra effort, not for like summer in Pittsburgh and letting it whatever happen. I'm talking about when you travel abroad, that extra time you spend, yeah, but it you, makes the trip enjoyable. You, you just said, okay, you just said you like to get in your car and just drive somewhere. You don't know where you're going. Yeah, these are two different things. Traveling abroad, you have to plan for Traveling in your hometown or a neighboring state, I don't think you need to do that. Perfect example. You know, that we, when I did all that research about Paris, and I was like, if you go to the Louvre, 
Well, that was. Don't even give a away that of, secret. Yeah, that was a stroke of genius. No, but that's the research. Don't you want to tell them what the secret is about oh, the Louvre? Oh, then it's out. Well, who's listening to our podcast? Somebody from, yeah. All right, we'll give it to them. Our Go friends. Ahead. Our friends in Ohio and New Jersey. Okay. Someone from Iran is listening. And someone from Iran. Listen, so I did a lot of reading about the Louvre because I had been there when I, I backpacked through Europe with my friend Colleen. Anyway, the Louvre. And it was... It was my life dream. I had never been to Paris uh, when we were together. Amazingly, I'd never... I'd been to Japan. Like, I'd been to different places to play music. I was in Germany and Switzerland and Austria. But he never sightseed. But I never got to go to... I was in England. I never got to go to Paris. Always wanted to go to Paris. But you went to these places, but you didn't go sightseeing. Yeah, but we usually had like a day or we have time. Like, definitely, I was in London for two weeks. I had time to check stuff out okay um so i i always wanted to go to paris and my dream was to go to the louvre i love art i love painting i love sculpture i wanted to go to the louvre so badly and, and i th- did this t- was a huge part of our trip we went in 14 okay we so six years ago i said to him because i'd been to the louvre and i knew how mammoth it was that we would go we would approach it in a new way which was I wanted to see things in the Louvre that I hadn't seen before. And I wanted to, like, do more research. Because when I went to the Louvre with my friend Colleen, we were there we were there for a whole day. And it, it just became a little mind-numbing after a while. It's so spectacular. but So I did all this research. I found out about the Napoleon Rooms, which for me was a highlight. Oh, you that, didn't see the Napoleon Rooms the first no, time? No, I researched that and oh. seen new things. But I learned that you could enter the Louvre through the RER, which is their subway. And I had done a lot of reading that it saves a lot of time. Well, sure enough, that's how we entered the 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 museum. Yeah, you, you go you go to the you go on the RER, you get off at the Louvre stop, and you wait in a line for maybe 35, 40 minutes. Well, no, I think it was a little longer than that. But but we were in. We were in. And, and every, we got into the, I think it was in the Napoleon rooms, we looked out the window. We looked out the window to see the line outside, which was probably three hours long. Oh, I I think that's even probably generous. Because it was like ten people deep. Like it was like You huge, mean ten, ten people wide? Wide. It was, it was <laughs> probably it an all day. Because it out the front door and well past the pyramid. Right. Honeymoon. Did the research. Go to the Doge's Palace in the morning. Like, if you do that extra research, you... Because you know what? There's nothing worse than going on a vacation and wasting your time waiting. There's nothing worse than that. So, that's the secret to going to the Louvre. Uh, Enter through the subway. Right. And your wait will be exponentially shorter than it would if you went to the front door. But if you're traveling abroad, do the extra research with your partner. This fascinates me about you. Because when it comes to cooking... I fly by the seat of my pants. You are just throwing things around, I'm literally. throwing it against the wall, yeah. And not even looking at temperature or right? time. Right, no. And just... Right, I just you're live... You're so not specific when exactly. it comes to those things. When you, when you buy a new piece of equipment or electronics or something you I just, just open it open up, it up. you don't you throw the in. manual out and yeah. you just start plugging yeah <laughs> baffles my mind but when i travel abroad i am thorough extra extra thorough 
Yeah. No, you're thorough. And you're the opposite, which is no. hysterical. Well, you're amazing. It's you're so funny opposite. to me. When we travel, <laughs> when we travel, we get to the airport, we're standing in line. Um, there's a teeny bit of delay on the plane. And I look at Christian. She said, oh, I knew this was going to happen. And you like pull out a, a little bottle of water. Drink this. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like everything. So we get on the plane. I take a nap. I wake up after two hours thinking, I'm hungry. And I turn and I look at you and you're holding a bag of snacks. <laughs> and you put it in my face. Eat this. Like you've prepared for everything. Like you know everything that's coming when we travel. Thank you. It's really... Like our honeymoon was amazing because I didn't do anything but just follow. It was like we had an itinerary. We did. But th this is the thing. I am very flexible about when we do it. Like, I knew I wanted to see the ghetto in Venice. I knew I wanted to go on a gondola ride. Our, okay, our, that was the only thing. Our honeymoon was, we went to Venice, Italy okay, wait. for a week. Uh, I, I will say this. The, 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 we did book the gondola ride in advance. Yes. That was a specific time and... Because you wanted to ride a gondola. Yeah. And I wanted to ride it at sunset. With someone singing an Italian song. And it was everything plus... <laughs> A thousand. Well, we got the good seats. We got the good seats. We're at the yeah, but that that sometimes sometimes you do have to plan the date and time. But it's it does. I want to convince you to invest when we do plan a trip in the in the research because I think then we can do we can even accomplish more. Okay. You know. Well, it remains to be seen when our next trip is going to be. I mean. Probably never with the pandemic, but we can dream about it. Yeah. But when we travel around this area, a freedom. <laughs> a care, what's that word? What's that phrase? Like, not genocide. Like, uh, yeah. Whatever will be, will be. Yes. Yeah. Je ne sais quoi. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> okay. We're learning more about each other. Yeah. Learning Always. together. Will you sing with me? I don't know that song. I just made it up. Learning, Learning together. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. When I was just a little girl, I asked my mother, what will I be? Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? Here's what she said to me. Que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Que sera, sera. What will be?